across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So welcome to another edition, 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 I'll get the word right, uh, of uh, From the Terraces for this week. Lots and lots of football to talk about. Uh, Burton on Monday, well, the less said about that, the better. And then, uh, of course, uh, yesterday, uh, Shrewsbury, a world-class goal, and then a defending mistake. Uh, We'll talk about both of those uh, during the show. All change at Histon again. Matt uh, Payne has uh, moved on. He was obviously only interim manager. Chris Nunn, uh, Rushton and Diamonds, moves into the uh, top spot, opens his account, and to be fair to him, he was only there on Thursday evening, so didn't really have a chance to do much with them uh, with a 5-0 loss uh, against Daventry. We'll be talking to him. And Cambridge City, uh, uh, they played uh, after we went off air last week, uh, actually against Rushton and Diamonds, strangely enough. Um, they got a 1-0, w- uh, uh, they got a win there, saying 1-0. Yes, it was a 1-0, no, it was a 2-1 win. Oh, dear, dear. Come on, uh, have you got that one on your list? Uh, it was the Cambridge City game, go on. At Rushton and Diamonds. Rushton and Diamonds. 1-0. 1-0, that's yeah. right, it was, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. I knew it was one goal, I couldn't remember. <laughs> and I watched the game as well, but we'll talk about that one uh, as well. Uh, and then yesterday, um, they got a nil or draw um, there. So uh, then on the women's football, we'll talk about that. It's the big weekend. It's the Cambridge uh, City, Cambridge United derby uh, at Haverhill. Two o'clock kickoff for those who are going to go down there. Still got plenty of time. Um, and uh, both teams have played two games already uh, since we were last on air. Um, City, a, a eighth, uh, an eight nil loss against uh, Wimbledon. Um, and then a draw against Sudbury and United got uh, wins against Ashford 4-3 uh, first team to take uh, to take all the points off Ashford and also a win against London Seawood as well so going well we're talking about both of those uh, you can contact us uh, all the usual ways you can text us on 07919 070490 or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk but we'll start as we always do with uh, Cambridge United. So um, let's go back to Burton first of all. Um, It's a long way to go to and I always have to pick my words very carefully. Uh, it was interesting that Mark had spoken about um, after recent games that there'd only been one bad performance uh, and a couple of bad results. Um, and he picked the late Orient one for those who went to late Orient, They will know that that was a bad performance. And I think Burton was the same. I think we, we started badly. Um, we never really got into the game. And then frustratingly, we did what we do a lot of the time and what we did to a certain extent against Leighton Orion. And we come out in the second half and start to show that, you know, we can play football. We can turn up and we can play football. Before we just get into the discussion, this, this is what uh, Mark had to say uh, just quickly uh, after the uh, Burton game. 
inevitably have. They're very good at it. Load the box, make you defend. Um, we didn't stop crosses well enough at all. Didn't defend the box well enough at all with enough aggression to see out those situations. The first one's, I think, preventable. The second one definitely is. And then it's a mountain to climb from that position. And we've put ourselves there two, week, two weeks running now. And that's going to make it a really difficult situation for us. First half, we had quite a bit of the ball, and we, we, but it was deep in the pitch. And that's fine as a starting point, but we didn't penetrate enough. We didn't find enough forward passes to create attacking moments of any real quality. We probably had a handful of half-decent ones, one from a set play with Jack shot on the edge and a, a few where we've got to the corners or into the box, but we haven't been able to create top, top chances and lacked a bit of aggression at times in terms of getting a hand on people and, and getting to the ball. And then we... Um, come out in the second half I'm almost angry that we did it straight away at the second half because that needs to be there from the start it's, it's ridiculous that it isn't uh, you can as I say I say this loads and loads of times you can always rely on Mark to be honest about what what he feels uh especially in the bigger picture so he you know often there's disagreements between what he said and what fans say um because they take a, a week by week view he's obviously taking a longer view and and there's a whole oh, it's a whole different view on it but i think he was he was rightly critical um of the team as a whole and, and again one of the nice things about Mark is he doesn't he doesn't pick on individuals it doesn't do anybody any good if he's if the manager's doing that necessarily um, but he was right we didn't show up in the first half we didn't look like we were there wanting to play football and as a result um, you know we got what we deserved against a side that weren't better than us but we made them look way better than they actually were and they're the kind of side that you know they're in good form at home they will punish you if uh, if if you can't uh, take your chances yeah it's uh it's been uh, too much of a common theme, I think, throughout the season. You know, in the first half against Burton, they had two shots on target, two goals. And if you're going to let that happen, then you're going to end up in a place where you don't want to be. And we'll come on to the uh, Shrewsbury game, but both <laughs> Burton and Shrewsbury, you know, they're teams that we want to be picking up three points against if we want to, you know, not be in the same situation as we were last season. So, as as a player, you know, you, you'll hear fans saying, uh, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't look like the team's turned up. What what is it about, you know, what's happening on the pitch that to, to to people looks like it's you're not making the effort? I mean, obviously you are. Obviously you're doing the running around. It just doesn't seem to be working. Why does that happen sometimes? Yeah, I think it's difficult to say. I think um, obviously every game is different and has to be looked at, you know, separately, but. I don't think your body's... I'm not by any means making any excuse for anyone, by the way. <laughs> but I don't think your body's don't, don't always... Get, don't get me off just like <laughs> how long players play football. <laughs> your body's not, you know, always in the same position as it is going into each and every game for whatever reason. So it's it's, it's a difficult one to explain. Uh, different games, you know, feel different to different players. And that's why it can seem sometimes like people aren't turning up or... Um, I don't know, you get to the game on Saturday and the team seems to lack energy in the first 15 minutes, which, you you know, is mind-blowing because that's the beginning of the game. Yeah. But sometimes um, quick starts, atmospheres and things like that can all play a, a massive, uh, massive impact into how you how you continue. Yeah, and, and we've we've seen that some, sometimes we just we just start slowly and uh, and then we get caught out by a, a quick goal and then that really seems to throw us. It, it's interesting actually you, you made this point about bodies being bodies being different and uh, um, it was Richard Money uh, said this once to me because uh, I, I criticised the team and he he pointed out 
the fact that if you look at if you look at football, there may be 5% difference between the two teams on the pitch, and that's the difference between a win and a loss. Now, sometimes it's a lot more than that, and, and then the game generally goes the way you'd think it would go. But if, if two teams are fairly closely matched, there's a 5% difference across the team, so that takes any one person who's off by 1% contributes more than that 5% difference between the teams, and all of a sudden, what should be a game that you think is an easy win yeah. looks like you're just being lazy um, yeah, yeah. and and it's interesting who's the player that we kept 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 getting uh, yeah kept getting uh, shouted down for being a very lazy player um oh he was an inter african international player um can't think of his name now played for us two three years ago four years ago no it'll come back to me in a minute not sure sorry Oh, I, 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 we'll have to we'll have to take that one up air. So, so. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, but he had a style of the way he the way he played and the way he ran, which was kind of like he looked very relaxed, and uh, people people mistook it for laziness. And you think you know, and he got criticised because he because you know if he if he plays international football, he must be good. Well, he is good. That's why he's playing for Cambridge. Let alone why he's playing international football. <laughs> But but people don't see, you know, they think just because someone's having a bad day, they're a bad player, and that that doesn't work. I mean, I'm tr I'm trying. I was just going to say, then you've probably seen Messi have a bad game, but that might be a really yeah, bad example. Different, different level. Even, even when he has a, <laughs> even when he has a bad game, you're not going to notice it quite as much. But yeah. uh, it, it it is interesting. I just I just thought though that we let too many chances go. The big thing for me about the Burton game right, was set piece delivery. Our set piece delivery was, and everyone was commenting about this afterwards, was atrocious. Yeah. You can't, you can't keep playing corners where you you you're not getting beyond their first defender, and yeah. that's you know that's kind of you look at it, and think that's training ground stuff. It should be something that is not is not difficult to put to you know not difficult to actually get sorted because it's just practice on the training ground, and I you know that that I think frustrates people because they see that and can't figure out why, but. I don't yeah. think it's a lack of um, ability, though. Sometimes no. it's just a lack of execution on the mm. night. You know, you have yeah. everyone has their, you know, let's say their own toolbox and their own star skill, and sometimes your star skill isn't working on the night. And yeah. If you can't deliver that, then it seems like you might as well not be on the pitch, which is the the brutal reality of it. And we've got the players though who've got the quality to put in good deliveries. Like Danny Andrew can put in a good delivery. You know, we've got other players who can put balls into the box. And so I guess from a fan perspective, it's just frustrating, like when we're watching the Burton game, yeah. to see just cross after cross and almost resign yourself to the fact of like, well, we've got a corner. I don't think anything's going to happen here. Yeah. It's frustrating for the players as well, like when you know your teammate, your colleague, he's really good at X skill mm. and it's just not happening for him today. Yeah. You know, you feel like, oh, well, I was relying on him to deliver that so that I can do my bit. So it all, it's all cogs in a, in a machine. Yeah, yeah. And the goal for uh, Burton, I mean, came off a flick from their player at the front yeah. post. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that was the really weird thing is all night the deliverer had been rubbish. The one time we got it right was the one time the ball goes in the net. You think, <laughs> That's it. That's why we're so frustrated. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the fans went away unhappy. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we, we occasionally hear booing uh, in previous, uh, in previous, certainly last season, we heard booing when things didn't go our way. Fortunately, we're nowhere near at that stage yet. And I think people actually saw it as just an off day. Um, and you know, let's let's draw a line underneath it. I think the other thing as well is someone someone commented, and he, this uh, to me. 
not being a professional athlete, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't comment on this, but the, the disruption of moving football from Saturday to Monday, yeah. uh, they, they said makes make, does actually make a lot of difference. Yeah, definitely, it does make a difference. I mean, I won't speak too much on schedules, but it changes the schedules of the way the lads train, um, what they do, their prep. So, you know, obviously usually you go... Um, let's say Saturday to Saturday, even when you go Saturday to Tuesday, that affects the training load. Mm-hmm. Often a lot of um, athletes will tell you once pre-season is over, the training is done because they just need to get through a Monday session and then play on the Tuesday and then rest and then get through the next session and then play on Saturday. So when you then start to move things to a Monday and then you've got a Monday, Saturday, Tuesday, then it starts to all catch up. And like I mentioned earlier with um, the physical um like the physical position of the players knocks take longer to recover from and niggles and load starts to accumulate and lactic acid doesn't um, go as quickly so then you start to see oh well they had Monday to Saturday off why are they tired yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting because lactic acid to me is just that stitch you used to get in school. <laughs> yeah. It goes away in two minutes. I always thought, but there you go. <laughs> in my but, but very well conditioned body, it just, it just, it's not a problem for me. But there you go. Um, yeah, I, uh, a television watching machine, so I don't have that problem at all. Um, so let's move on to uh, Shrewsbury game, uh, an important game for us because again, these are these are the games that uh, on paper. Should be the should be the ones that we're going to win, um, and I think uh, again we 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 put in a really good performance. We played really well, and we made lots of chances. And I mean, Michael Michael Morrison's goal mm. was just <laughs> was just unbelievable. Once in a lifetime, that it is. is. It's it's one of the, it's one of those <laughs> ones. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I mean, it's his it's his first goal in his second stint here. I think he scored three goals yeah. in his previous stint. Um, but uh, have you got uh, uh, some stats for the uh, Shrewsbury game? Stats. stats oh, I'm going to let you down here. Yeah. Oh, no, no, st- <laughs> I, I look over I've the table. I've only tank. got one goal to them, one goal to us. All <laughs> oh, right, them stats. <laughs> I've got those stats. That's, That's right. the good, one, good, to be excellent, fair. Excellent, yeah. Uh, so there you go. You, you heard it here first. Um, In case you didn't know. It was, it was just one of those ones, again, the frustration, I, I, I was uh, talking to Darren Marjoram, the women's uh, manager, after the game. He came across to have a chat with us. Um, and he said, he said, how are you feeling? So I said, it's just frustrating that, you know, we can play the game right. We can score a world-class goal, a genuinely world-class goal. And then, you know, we get into the we get they they come into the box there's a potential foul and people are putting their hands up to appeal the yeah. foul and there are a couple of opportunities where all we had to do was hoof the ball away and we yeah. did none of those things and it's just you know it, it's disappointing it's like you know that's that that that's careless two minutes has cost us all the good work we do in in the remaining yeah. 85 minutes and you could see to be fair you could see there was a, there was a, a frustration on the pitch as well not heads down but just like you know let's see if we can do anything and the, and, and for the last few minutes we you know we, we gave it our best shot but of course you know too too little too late and it's just unfortunate that you know the, a, a defensive not really an error just a, just a defense a, a, a lack of defending um 
just kind of just kind of wasted away that result you know yeah you get a point and, and great we get a point in in previous years we used to lose games like that mm. but we didn't we get the point uh the interesting thing is you you made the point that uh two extra points would have we i think we're down yeah, in 17th so, we'd have been up wearing um i think it's around 10th yeah, or 12th or, you know and that's where the league's at, at the moment so yeah. it's still super competitive and those points really really matter yeah and um, uh, you know we we spoke we, we spoke with michael morrison after mm. the game um and he he was frustrated yeah. um and uh it's good though you know? it is it's it, good like at, at any level when no one wants to concede last minute and um for them to score last minute as well they'll be over the moon yeah, um, yeah. i think it's, it kind of takes me back to the, the port vale game a little bit where um you know they were on top of us for most of it and yeah. then we managed to um get back in the game and get the penalty and yeah. then people leave disappointed because we didn't convert the penalty yeah <laughs> i actually thought that one all was you know a fairish result i didn't think either teams were particularly outstanding you know the, the stats show 54 percent possession to the us 46 to them uh two shots by them on target one shot by us one goal by us one goal by them so yeah i wouldn't yeah. say anybody was hard done by. I actually thought it was going to be a nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the problem is 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 that when you, when you see a goal that good to to go ahead, that yeah. you kind of yeah, think, all oh, right, this this is this is going to be it. This is going to be yeah. it. And, it, and it just doesn't work out that way. Uh, and again, not in again if if, if they'd scored a world class goal as well, you'd have gone there. Eh, well, okay, that's the way it is. But to kind of score the way they did was was disappointing. Yeah. And, and the defense will be disappointed about how how that went down. Yeah. I think it's um, important though because I think. If we had, obviously, I'd love for us to win the game, of course. But if we had won the game with that wonder goal, it might be like putting, you know, carpet over the cracks. <laughs> I think we would have, we would have, might have got ahead a of ourselves bit. a little bit, you know. Yeah. You want the three or, points, though. Yeah, tenth or twelfth in the league, and yeah. you know, like Bond said himself, the performance was very, very average. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I thought eleven fouls by us, 12, uh, ten by them as well. Like it was, it was so so even. I think, and no team was particularly outstanding. I don't want to say anyone deserved to win. Yeah, I, th- I, I think overall you're right, and I say it is just a disappointment of you know just watching that goal and it not it not winning all three points because that that single event probably deserved the points out of what went on. And there, there was one other thing though that Michael Morrison said though is like. When you're one nil up with five minutes to go at home, you've got to see out that result, yeah, and yeah. I think that just feeds into that added frustration. And given the run that we're currently on, it's just we want those three points just to kind of bookend that, and now be able to kick on and yeah, get yeah. attack the rest of the season. <clears throat> so I'm I'm just going to cut you out of the conversation, Nisselin, just one second because okay. I'm about to talk about a player, so oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect you to respond Sorry. on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam Bennett. Mm. Great player. Mm. Uh, Not he, so good at back he, he needs to learn to back pass. I think he's done it three times yeah. in, in recent games. And he's to be fair, he's got away with it every time and there's been no goal from mm. it. But he passed it. I mean, to, to, to one of them was one of them was just a little bit a, a little bit misguided rather than anything else. Yeah. But two of them were kind of suicide passes to the goalkeeper where you just think, what are you doing that for? And... and uh, you know, it's he gets a lot of stick from the crowd for two minutes, and then you know they forgive him because he makes up for it going yeah. forward and uh, shows what he can do. But I suspect he'll be. They just need to stand him on the corner of the corner of the training pitch, mm. just to with a, a cone and say, "Right, go on, Liam, hit that, yeah. hit that, hit that." <laughs> I think, in fairness to Liam Bennett, in that instance, though, I think there was a lot of the play yesterday across the back was quite 
slow and I think sometimes when we just needed to pick up that tempo and find the ball play through the lines into the midfield the defence sometimes got caught just kind of playing it along the back which I've got no problem with building up from the back but it does have to lead to something so I don't know I just want to make sure that they're punching in those passes a little bit harder yeah. well it was it was interesting as well because Mark did point, point out this he's, he's mentioned it a few times now that sometimes we're we're too we are too slow in building up from the back we want to play backwards and he uh, and he actually picked it out didn't uh, and it's quite unusual for him to to, to mm. make that criticism yeah. but he said i think we pass back too often mm. um and again that's something that any crowd watching if there's a, if there's an element of frustration will always frustrate them because they yeah. always want to go forward they don't understand necessarily that sometimes passing across the back of the pitch is a much better yeah. option um but uh yeah he, p- he picked it out yesterday and it did some of the decisions i thought that players made in in that moment weren't necessarily the best decision but then it's easy to see it from the stand yeah you've got yeah, the whole pitch to watch yeah. from a high yeah. and, and it no makes pressure. it way Nothing. easier yeah <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's going to see me make that pass which <laughs> Obviously, yeah, would would go straight to the player, but uh, uh, you know, so it it is difficult. But um, I just thought we we weren't as we weren't as positive and as the front foot yeah. as we could and should have been. And it's in those moments, I think sometimes it can get frustrating because when we are playing slow, maybe across the back, that's when those sort of long balls that are kind of a percentage ball forward uh, are coming, and we're not. We're not always making those stick, I think, as much as we should. If we are going to be playing direct, we should be playing direct into the players. In the second half uh, against Shrewsbury, you could see that we came out and we were definitely trying to get the balls in behind them and try and push them back a little bit. But I think sometimes it's just, you know, when we've got someone like Ahadmi up front, Okunabiri does a good job but can get very isolated sometimes. It's, it's kind of difficult to get that to stick and then bring in those other players coming forward like the Thomases and the Lancasters who will drive us forward yeah I, <clears throat> I mean I thought I thought George Thomas had a good game mm, again yeah. yesterday um, uh, and some of the substitution the, the, the really positive things is watching Jana uh, I, I think he's going to be crucial uh, mm-hmm. as we as we move on in the season as he gets more into the swing of the football again after a, a, an absence uh, as long as he can stay fit because he just he always looks dangerous when he gets the ball uh, and then you've got Adam May who's starting to really uh, get back into to it cousins i thought looked uh, really good again yeah. yesterday yeah. i think there's the, yeah there's there's a lot of players uh, and it's going to be a busy time there's going to be a lot of rotation going on and to have that strength in depth i think is going to be uh, really useful but uh, so talking about what's coming up um we haven't got matt on the phone because he could tell us all about what's coming up on tuesday his favorite competition yeah, uh, Chel- <laughs> colchester united uh, at the abbey stadium seven o'clock kickoff uh, be there it's bound to sell out really quickly so you make sure you buy that ticket um followed by uh, cheltenham on uh, saturday um and that's uh, that's an away game isn't it yes it is a away game at the complete <laughs> the completely suzuki stadium why, why completely suzuki did it used to be part suzuki part <laughs> yamaha <or something? laughs> not quite some, some names are very strange but that the completely suzuki stadium uh cheltenham. the last time i the last time i went to cheltenham away i crashed my car on the way back uh, oh, no. and uh, wrote somebody else's car off but fortunately didn't do that much damage to my own i felt 
felt really guilty as I'm driving home, thinking I've just te- I T-boned the car. And it, it, it was terrible weather. In, in my defence, it was a st- it was a storm gale, horizontal rain, so I didn't see him. Mm. Um, but uh, in fact, I did that, co- that classic thing where you hit something, and, and first of all, you can't actually work out. What was that? Well, mm. I was thinking, and then I thought, oh yeah, it must have been another car because nothing else is moving. <laughs> <laughs> so he was very good about it, to be fair. He checked out, checked I was all right, didn't shout at me at all, whereas I was raging at him, even though it was my fault. But there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, it, it's it's a busy week. It's a busy few weeks coming up. Um, uh, there is going to be a lot of rotation. I spoke to Mark very briefly uh, after the game uh, just to talk about that. This is what he had to say about it. Mark, as you said, it's going to be a busy, busy few weeks coming up, and having that squad backed up strength is going to make it as easy as it can be. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've had um, we've had pretty much Jordan and Adam back up to speed. Seku's good position now, ready to go. Uh, and Tuesday night will help because a lot of those boys will be able to play uh, and play big minutes. So that will help them ready for the next run of league games. We play obviously Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday next week. So uh, Cheltenham, Portsmouth, Carlisle quick fire three league games so we'll need lots of players for that so the Tuesday game will help a lot of the others that haven't been playing get up to speed quickly which is good Um, really the only one missing even Brandon might be available for a bit of football on on Tuesday which is good he's come through this week well Um, so the only one really missing is Dunks he was here today but he's still in a brace and on crutches if I asked him he'd probably still go out and play he was here with Piero Mingoya as well he might fancy a run around but other than that we're, uh, we're good Piero Mingoy is best. I'd have, I'd fancy that for a runner around this team. But uh, yeah, we, we would. You've got the results from the last couple of Colchester games. Yeah, so um, they're struggling currently in League Two. Um, just lost five 0 yesterday to Forest Green, and then three one lost to Morecambe prior to that, and then two one to Newport County as well. So not in a great place at the moment. Twenty second in the league, and they've had uh, some discipline issues as well with. Um, four men being sent off in their last four games three of which have been their own so yeah <laughs> could be a good game just the really important point from that is that uh, we, we go in as strong favourites to yeah. win that game uh, now we're not going to field the same side uh, that came out on Saturday um, uh, there are a number of people who have been targeted for uh, cup games uh, I'm surprised Hornstrup. to hear about Brendan yeah. Hornstrup like, yeah. apparently uh, could be making an appearance which would be really good to see yep. him back um, so you know it's going to be it's going to take them a while to, to gel as a team, um, and I think we you know we've got to be careful that we don't you know we don't well, I'm sure they won't there there won't be any of that uh, and I think, easy win. Sorry, I think that's why this competition is quite useful though yeah. because it gives players who are sort of out of the loop or out of the fir- the starting lineup a, a chance to play, and it's a chance for fans to actually see a bit of those players. So. You know, it's uh, it's not going to have bumper attendances or anything like that, but it still is quite a key game for us this season in terms of getting players yeah, fit definitely. and getting them match minutes. Yeah, and, and also, it, oh, sorry, sorry I was no, no. it's not entirely like a pointless fixture with an opposition like Colchester who are struggling. Mm-hmm. I think the manager will possibly still be looking for his best team, so yeah. he would treat this like a league game and a great opportunity to test himself um, against a, a good side in, in, in the league above, and players in that team will have a point to prove, so it yeah. won't be like a game where players are just going through the motions, trying to get minutes and whatnot, um, yeah. so 
you know, we'll get a real test, which will be good. And 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 uh, so we're saying it's busy. It's a busy time. Assuming all these games go ahead, you've got five games uh, in October, um, and we're already halfway through it. And then in November, there's uh, five games in November before you get into December, where again there's another five games. So there's going to be a lot of Saturdays, uh, Tuesdays, and uh, obviously as we get nearer Christmas, some uh, Friday games and uh, things like that as well. So. It, there, there will be rotation. We know there's going to be rotation. Um, and I think the one good thing is when we rotated last year, we often ended up with a weaker side because we didn't have a huge uh, huge depth of uh, depth mm. of squad. And that was particularly true when we started to get injuries. It was difficult to say that this this is as good a side as this one is. But I think now that if you look at if you look at the strength in depth that we've got, certainly in key areas, you can look and say you can rotate and it, you can't really pick that this is the better side than this one. It's uh, you mm. know it's just the way they play uh, and, and it's good for them to get the minutes on the pitch. So there we go. That's uh, plenty of football that we've talked about. Plenty of football to go on. Colchester, seven o'clock, not seven forty-five, because it's the EFL Trophy. Seven o'clock kickoff on Tuesday at the Abbey, and then Saturday, uh, three o'clock kickoff, completely Suzuki Stadium, Cheltenham Town. We shall uh, take a quick break, and then we'll talk about uh, Histon and uh, City. Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital, and your mobile, Cambridge One Hundred and Five Radio. We have to be, <laughs> you know what? We were so we were so busy trying to organise ourselves then that I forgot to organise myself to press this button. From the terraces and on then, Cambridge 105 Radio. This button, which was I was going to be the city one, but of course we were so engrossed in the men's game, forgot to talk about the women's game. Oh, how awful is that? So quickly before we even get into City and Easton, our timing is all over the place today. Um, Cambridge uh, United women um, are on a really good run at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, have you got have you got results there for us? There, oh, hang on, let's get you I on the microphone. Ashford <laughs> um, Town last week, um, four three victory for them, giving Ashford Town their first defeat of the season. Yeah. So massive result for the ladies, um, and a midweek victory against London Seawood, one 0 victory away to back up the Ashford Town result as well. So they're in a really good place at the moment. They are, and I think both of their both of those games last season. I mean, uh, Seawood the Seawood game they've played about three, the third season they've played in the same league. Um, their results have been very mixed on that one. But Ashford, I think you can't you can't. Point out, you can't say enough about that game in terms of not only was it a four-three win, but I think they were up two-one um, half Yeah, time. so you know they came back at them, um, and that's again an area where the women's team's traditionally been a bit weak. If yeah. if they get attacked and, and and concede a goal, then heads go down a little bit. Um, so you've got that, and then you've got come from behind wins as well. It, it, this is what uh, Darren had to say um, going on about uh, both of those games. So sun's out down at the Abbey and uh, we've just seen, uh, ooh, I think United throw away two points in this game. But uh, unlike that, the women are going from strength to strength at the moment. First team to beat Ashford and then uh, a narrow win against uh, London Seawood in the middle of the week. Yeah, it's going well. Um, but we, we've, we've said this message through the week actually to each other, all of us. It's all about just staying humble really because football has a habit of every time you think you've cracked it... Um, you know, it throws one at you. So, the message from us all week has just been: we stay humble, we keep working hard, keep doing the things that we're doing well. Um, you know, and, and we'll end up where we end up, type of thing. And it's yeah, that's what this week has been about: focusing on one game to another. You know, Ashford, tough side to beat, really good players, 
They know what they're doing. They're well drilled. They're well organised. And you know, firstly for us to score four against them, I think was was phenomenal because not many teams that will go and do that this season. Um, two worldy free kicks, so those scores four three. You know, I, I think their chance count really was pretty much everything they scored. Whereas we had others. So really pleased with that one. And then Seaward on a on a Thursday night is always going to be tough. Got to get down there after work and everything else. And already had a, a game during the during the, the last five days. So yeah, nice way to go and push on to the game on Sunday really Seawood uh, was a game that we thought would be tough it's always been very close between us we know a lot about each other um, so delighted to get the win for that one and especially looking at the way in which you won those games is you, you, you've, you've developed a much more a much more calmer ethos around the team in terms of seeing games out yeah there's a, there's a real resilience about what we do and I, and I think there's a few things around that. I mean, we've, we've built a culture over the last year and that's become important to what we do because we've, we've got that sort of uh, feeling around us now that we know what we're doing, we know what the plan is. We retained a lot of players from last year and that really helps because we're not constantly having to re-educate people about what we want to do, which takes the first few months of the season. And, and a really important part of it is actually the players we've brought in. So you look at Fran Steele and Zoe Wood, the players that have got really good experience, they really understand the game, they're calm, they're cool, they're collected and that makes everybody around them feel comfortable in those tough moments. Uh, and that's a big thing. We've seen it before, you know, we've got one down against Hatonians and look, everybody's a bit down at half time but those two and, and with our messaging going on with that um, we, we just pick people up and say look it's okay we know what we're doing and that's been real, a real success already of this season is that we've seen that we can take the lead and hold on we've seen that we can come from behind and win a game so yeah it, it feels now like we've started to build a bit of a bank of knowledge amongst the players and um, yeah we just take it as it comes and, and deal with whatever's thrown at us and we head tomorrow towards the uh, the Derby away at uh, Averill City uh, United difficult game as always and you're going off on two days less rest uh, for it than they are yeah exactly it's, it's not going to be an easy game people people tend to look at the league table and start making summaries of who will, will beat who but as we've already seen in the league this season it doesn't work like that the, the league is a lot more competitive than it was when I first started at the club and, it, and you know it really is a case of that pretty much anybody can beat anybody uh, Wimbledon and the sand outside but other than that you know, it's, it's a tight league, so we fully expect a really tough game. We've had two days less rest, but look, no excuses from us. At the end of the day, we know what we've got to do. We've prepared in the same way as we always do. We'll stick to exactly what we know, um, you know and hopefully go there on the day and go and get a result again. And it's been a busy week with those two games. How are you off for uh, injuries? Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, we, unfortunately, Harley Jean Simpson came on as a sub on Thursday night and within minutes was injured. And we've, we've had the news today that unfortunately she's ruptured a calf. So we're looking at, you know, probably three months or so out for Harley Jean. A couple of niggly bits, but nothing too bad. We've, we've, had to, we've had to bring a couple of younger players into the squad, but, you know, that's fine. We've, we've got a really good depth about what we do. And the under-18s are a talented squad. So, yeah, no, no real massive issues from us. Um, we're starting to get a few people back. Abby Jackson back on Thursday and is available on Sunday so yeah we're, we're quite comfortable with where we're at yeah apologies we didn't mean to miss out on the women's football there because I'm actually going down there as soon as we finished here uh, to watch the uh, at least the second half of that game um, yeah uh, at the moment uh, uh, they're kind of United are in a really good position they're playing well um, mm. and uh, they're, they're making the points and as you say as you were just saying just before that you know there's not a lot of but there's not a lot of points difference between uh, you know the, where they are now and uh, right up there in the uh, yeah. leadership battle yeah sure I mean a win today would see them go um, second joint on points with Norwich if everybody above them loses so just so, shows you what 
points today could do and the right results, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, you can look at City and say they're, they're you know, all at sea at the moment and uh, it, it should again be one of those games where you'd think that uh, United uh, should win, but it's a local derby. Yeah. Um, they're, they're always difficult and uh, it's by no means a foregone conclusion. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Two o'clock kickoff there. You've probably just about got time to get down for the start of it and I'll be there in the second half. Uh, now, Ola, we won't take another break because we've already taken one uh, and we haven't got that much time. Um, Cambridge City played uh, two games uh, this this week. They played Rushton and Diamonds, uh, of course, on the Sunday, that rearranged fixture. Let's just listen to what Robbie had to say following that game. So, Robbie, the records will show a 1-0 win. First half a little bit scrappy, got better in the second half and towards the end just doing enough to make sure that the uh, Rushton and Diamond scoring threat was nullified. Yeah, we, we did. You know, we, you know, credit to Rushton. You know, they certainly didn't look like a team that haven't won all season. You know, young, pacey, got good quality across the pitch, you know, and, uh, you know, I made it the lads fully aware look before the game that don't take these boys lightly we've we've had them watch two or three times they've been very unlucky in a lot of their games and we knew what their threats were and and you know they showed us you know what we knew they were capable of and you know they've hit the bar first half they've had some good periods of play put the ball in dangerous areas at numerous times and look it says one nil and we take that and I think over the course of a season, when you sit there and you, you know, some that we deserved to win, some we didn't. Today, I don't think we deserved to win the game. But when you've got quality like Mikey and a few others in certain areas, we always look a threat. And I think it's, it's one of those where we, we dust ourselves down, we're happy with the three points and on to the next one. And, and it looked like it was always going to be a one-goal game in the end. And as you say, Mikey Davis, uh, a good strike from the uh, edge of the box and uh, nicely goes into the goal for you. Yeah, you know, Mikey did that at Harbour as well early on in the season. Yeah, he, look, we know we've got some good quality in, in good areas. We do need to be better, that's for sure, in, in terms of keeping attacks going. You know, I thought too often we, we tried to put that killer ball through rather than being patient, come out the other way and get the extra man on the overload on the opposite side so lot, lots to work on but you know like you sit there and you say well we've had a good week in terms of our last three league performances two wins and a and a, a goalless draw which you know we'll leave that one as it is but you know it is seven points out of nine and we're, we're, we're hopefully moving on the in the right direction and you brought in Danny Harwood an academy player from Cambridge United and started the game and, and appeared to have quite a good one yeah, he did. Uh, I've seen a lot of him, obviously, because um, I see him most days on the on the training ground. So I thought he did exceptionally well. You know, for a, for a boy playing his first senior men's game, I thought he did exceptionally well. I think as we got 15 minutes into the second half, it just you know we needed to bring him out of it. I think 60 minutes for his start is a is a great start, and he's defending. He's one v one defending. His calmness, his quality on the ball, all shone through. Certainly in that early 60 minutes. Yeah, it was it was a, a good a, a good win. Um, it, you could have you could have said I said I said before, Russian and Diamond certainly played well, and, and and they weren't out of it at all. And and they might feel a little bit aggrieved that their chances didn't go in. It's that when it, when it's a close game, if you don't make your chances, then uh, or if you can't convert your chances, then you, you know you, you're likely to lose it. They went on to play um, Sutton Coalfield, and Sutton Coalfield was was an interesting game because it's one of those ones uh, 
uh, that uh, again playing uh, someone around them in the table uh, important to you know kind of convert those into points it wasn't to be um, although it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a poor game um, it ended up being uh, nil nil um, Neil Midgley who I spoke to briefly but the sound audio the audio quality is not very good so unfortunately I can't play it um, he, he was saying that it's like a lot of those Midlands clubs because they've got a huge catchment area um, to pick from with Birmingham and uh, and surrounding areas. You know they they find it easier, and that's why there's you know four or even five sides f- in this league from that area, all with uh, a good set of players. Whereas round here you've got lots and lots of clubs, but the uh, population's a lot smaller. And you know if uh, again you think oh well, London's close by, but the problem is that London players stay in London, and in fact some Cambridge players drift down to London because and it's often. So many as well exactly uh, exactly so, step, so yeah so, so find their way it, it's re- it's really difficult but uh i think you know if you can't win then uh you know draw don't lose uh and that's what they managed to do so i guess out of it i think it's now uh nine points from 12 so uh, they're actually having a really good run now in the league having just gone through a really good run in the cup in the cup um, heaven knows they need some uh, they need some good news uh, so the ground is still causing problems in that it's not now going to be it's, I, I think it probably won't be ready till next season now they're certainly talking about it not being ready at the earliest till April right. um, so there's not going to be much money play uh, much money coming in from there because they're not in a position yet where they can rent the uh, three uh, the 4G pitch or the 5G pitch whatever it is on there they can't rent that out yet because there's no changing facilities so they train on it but uh, there's all the revenue that they thought they were going to get in from it which there is good money is not coming in so it's it's a very difficult situation at the moment and hopefully they'll uh, they'll find their way uh, through that um spoke to Paul Burling um, for the uh, women's team they're not having a very good season at all I think it's no. I think it's fair to say yeah, very, I mean, very tough. yeah so they're dead last in the league um, they actually got a, a, a win no, sorry a draw, a draw. Yeah. Uh, this week against fellow strugglers Sudbury um, and I I saw United play Sudbury, and it surprises me that Sudbury is struggling. Uh, they've got a couple of very, very good players in that team, um, and I'm surprised they are where they are. But when you're down at the bottom, um, you need to make those games count. Uh, the, you know the proverbial six pointers. Um, so at least a draw wasn't a disaster. They obviously would have wanted more. It was on the back of, unfortunately, two really poor results well score-wise a 6-0 thrashing uh, by Milton Keynes but then they're a really good side and then an 8-1 thrashing by Wimbledon again a very good side uh, probably the one that are going to be favourites to go up this season um, but it can't do you any good to concede 14 goals in two games it must really not come minus minus 22 goal difference at the moment so I think (laughs) I Cambridge think, United will be licking their lips at that. <laughs> yeah, I I think you realistically, I mean, they were probably saved from relegation last season because two teams dropped out, so there was no relegation. I think they're going to struggle this season to stay up. Yeah. Um, they're certainly going to have to have a big improvement in form. They, they are looking for a manager at the moment. They've had a number of applications in and they're being considered at the moment, so um, that might come to something. Um, but, uh, yeah... It, it's a very difficult situation to be in. I hope that they can make a good showing uh, today, or although not too good a showing, because I'd rather United won. But, <laughs> but, 
but that's a bias. But uh, there you go. Hopefully uh, they can uh, they can improve on where they are at the moment. This is what. Uh, ooh, hang on a second. Where are we? Um, this is what. Did I just play the Paul interview or do I? I don't seem to have it here. Um, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, no, I've got it here. There we go. That's why I can't see where it is for the thing. This is what Paul had to say when I spoke to him midweek. Paul, you're uh, two games into a three-game week. The week started, obviously, on Sunday uh, with a Wimbledon game. And you could look at it, a big defeat. And you could say, well, kind of that's potentially what you might have expected given the form of both teams. Um, was, it, was it as one-sided as the score suggests? I'd, I'd be lying if I said they weren't a good team and they will score lots of goals against lots of teams but we were in the game for periods um, we were really unlucky with a couple of calls I'm one that never wants to blame the ref or the linesman but there's two shocking offside decisions and we've missed a penalty so on another day it might not have been as bad as it, as it appears but as I say they'll, they'll score lots of goals against lots of teams yeah, having seen them play against United, they're definitely a team that can move the ball around and they're going to punish you if you make mistakes. And you've got to be on the ball all the time as well because if you relax, they're going to take you apart. Yeah, and we tired late in the in the game as well and they were just bigger, stronger, faster, fitter and, and we're a very young squad. I think our, our third oldest player in the squad at the weekend was 18. So there's a big learning curve for some of these girls and um, they're growing up fast, shall we say. And then it was on to uh, Sudbury, and we talked last time we spoke about Sudbury's kind of one of the benchmark games. They're in they're in the kind of same position as you, struggling for form and for results. You were one nil up at half time, uh, conceded a goal towards the end. But uh, the old adage, if you can't win, don't lose, and at least you get a point out of that game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the opening fifteen minutes of of that game, we were dominant. Should have been three up. Only took one chance, but that's what happens with a team who, who are in the run that we're in Sudbury slowly got into the game and had a uh, after hold my hands up had probably the best player on the pitch in their their left winger who's electric quick but she didn't cause us too much problems to be honest as the game went on Fitzy had a great game against her um, and Sudbury definitely had the better of the second half, second half and probably on reflection they deserved a draw but we should have killed the game in the first 15 minutes that's where we're at, at the moment we're not taking our chances at the right times but it's a point it's a step in the right direction it's a building block um, for this as I said many times this young squad and uh, we go again on on Sunday so two games already how the squad shaping up for Sunday's game We've got a, a couple of knocks, as would be expected, and as we stand in, our one's on the treatment table over there. But we have a solid 16, 18 ready for, for the game, and, you know, the, the first team, the first 11 is picking itself at the moment, despite the scores, um, and we, we keep introducing a couple of youngsters every week. Megan uh, Edwards, 16, made a full debut for us, started the game and was excellent in the centre of the park and is getting used to the physicality of it. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the game on Sunday with United. And uh, I guess you're probably in a slight advantage over them. They're playing London Seaward tonight, so they'll have two days less rest for you before the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a little bit of an advantage. I mean, everybody loves to play and, and they would have been training tonight anyway, I'm sure. But uh, any little advantage we can get, we'll take at the moment. So that's a plus for us. A couple of days extra rest. And uh, again, we look forward to, to the game. And always a great fixture. United in good form at the moment, having just taken points, having taken all the points off Ashford. First team to beat them this uh, this year. So uh, it's certainly not going to be an easy game. It's never an easy game against United. Uh, we have history with them. Um, 
I would like to say it's more of a, a friendly rivalry these days and my programme notes actually refer to that um, for the game and uh, after the 90 minutes we'll wish them all the best for the rest of their season it's good that, that the, the area has two teams as high up in the leagues as they do so after, as I say after the game uh, we'll have a beer with Darren and um, hopefully uh, talk about a good season ahead for both teams Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So yeah, it's uh, what ten minutes away from kickoff there. So uh, um, if you're not on your way now, you're going to miss at least a bit of the first half. But I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm going to go down there, watch the second half of that, and hopefully uh, United can continue their good run of form. Um, but hopefully also City for, for for their own confidence and also for for the spectators that were going to be down there is uh, that the, the City put in a good shift as well and make a game of it. Um, Histon, all change. Uh, obviously, Lance uh, went. Uh, Matt Payne stood in, and his team stood in, um, and they advertised for the post. And uh, Chris Nunn, uh, Rushton and Diamonds got the gig, and he was there for the uh, Daventry game on Saturday. Almost his first time he'd been uh, with the team. Um, as he said, unfortunately, it was a bit difficult because he couldn't remember some of the players' names in training, which it must be really difficult to be fair to suddenly come in and and to not you know to not know names. Um, so uh, you, you can't you can't hold that against him. But uh, I managed to speak to him this morning. I, I was in two minds about whether it whether it was worth talking to him after a heavy defeat five nil they lost. Um, but I, I got hold of him and he was uh, kind enough to uh, spend some time with me. Um, and he let me ask it. He let me start on almost start by asking probably the most difficult question um, about uh, his record at Rushton and Diamonds and how that was going to work. But uh, this is what Chris Nunn had to say when I spoke to him this morning. So, Chris, it's uh, all change at Histon after Matt's brief tenure as the uh, interim head coach uh, manager. You come from Rushton and Diamonds uh, to take over. Um, obviously, you've probably not even trained, I think, with the team you came in so late. Um, and uh, a baptism of fire, a heavy loss to start the uh, start your reign here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Histon's a, a great club. Um, you know, you've only got to go back few years I remember beating obviously seeing beat Leeds in the FA Cup and um, you know obviously getting close to making it into the Football League and you know I, I was really blown away by John uh, the chairman and you know his, his plans that he's got for the club um, going forward and uh, yeah when we had the conversation yeah it sort of went really well so you know I'm really pleased to be on board. And I guess uh, the question a number of fans have been asking is that uh, you came from Rushton and Diamonds with a, 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 a no wins, nine losses record at the start of the season. The, the, the question they're asking is, you know, it, what are you going to be able to do at Histon that you were trying to do at Rushton and Diamonds? Yeah, I, I mean, look, every manager um, has a way of working, you know, and uh, I'm no different to anyone else. So um, going to Rushton, I knew when I took the job it was a tough job. Uh, I've no regrets in taking it at all. Uh, I do feel that the team we built at the end, very, very young team, very young team. And I do feel that that side and that team, they won their first game yesterday. But anyone who would have seen our games would have known that we should have won other games. You know, there's no doubt about it. However, we didn't, you know, and that hurts. You know, as a manager, when you lose one game, it hurts. Me with Houston, I didn't even know all the players' names. You know, I've done a training session. Um, but what I will do is in terms of as a manager is trying to create an environment where 
you know, we, we try and do things right, both on and off the pitch, how we conduct ourselves. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got no doubt in my mind I'm going to back myself to uh, get Histon to climb the league. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a quick fix. Um, but the thing is, I judge myself in terms of, as a manager, what I've done over the last 25 years, not what I've done over the last two months. Yeah, and to be fair, I was at the uh, Cambridge City uh, Ruston and Diamonds game last week, and, and the question we were asking—I was ch- chatting with a guy from uh, Diamond Radio, uh, saying how is it that you've you've made such a bad start to the season when, in fact, what I saw on the pitch was very different from you know from what the result showed. Yeah, yeah like I said, we, we, I mean, I think as Cambridge City, we either would work twice. Um, you know, and, and I thought we def- definitely had one penalty. But like I said, that's, that's yesterday's uh, yeah. fish and chip paper, not tomorrow's fish and chip paper. So old <laughs> now, so um, you know, my main focus, like I said, is now um, focusing on what I'm doing at Histon, um, what I believe I can bring uh, to the table. Um, something I'm really looking forward to. It's some really good people at Hitchin, at Histon. Sorry, Hitchin, at Histon. There are some good people at Hitchin as well, actually. Um, <laughs> but Histon, and it's a club that. I mean, like, I only played about two or three games from when I was younger, and, and I loved it. I, the, the, all the, the the lads I remember, like Neil Neil Kennedy and Ada, you know, they're all mates of mine, and it's just really, it really has um, sort of given me a spring in step because it, it was a tough uh, get rushed in, but it's a job I enjoyed, and I, I loved it there. I loved the people there. We parted on really good terms, you know. I was able to speak to the chairman and congratulate all the players last night, and. But, but my, my job, and, and I'm purely focused on Houston and, and turning it around there, and, and, and that's my aim, and I've got very little doubt that we'll be able to do that. And you've got seven days uh, now, uh, so you'll be able to get some training in before uh, what's going to be a difficult game, Marchtown, who are currently second in the league. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it's just about really just making sure that we get the boys together. Um, you know, we know we know we're going to be training this week, and like we said, I, I did look at the first two fixtures, and I, I looked at Daventry in March, and I thought I really don't help myself. You know, um, <laughs> it, it is it is going to be a tough game, but you know what? We've got to make it tough for them. And like I said, I, I'm hoping I might be able to bring another one or two in, but at the same time, I look at what's at Histon as well. You know, there are some good lads there. Uh, we are short in confidence, and it's something that we've got to work on, but. Like I said, in time, I know that we'll uh, we'll start to climb the league and hopefully finish the season off well. Yeah, and it's something we've said all along. You know, for the for the last season and a half, really, is that uh, you know they're, they're a side that at times is short on confidence. They went on a good run at the end of last season, and everything really started to go for them on that one. Uh, and again, this season they made a bad start. The confidence disappears, and they look especially fragile just after they've conceded goals. Um, what do you do in terms of building that confidence in? I mean, obviously results will bring it. But you've got a difficult first, uh, you know, a difficult game next week with them yeah I think we've got to try and manage the game you know it's, it's when when the fourth goal went in yesterday you know it's like I said to the lads now you're almost playing damage limitations you know having the first game that I had a rough and it's like you don't want to make it go seven eight nine and we were so there's a period where we were quite gung-ho at and it sort of it killed us. You know, we got three goals in six minutes. So we've now got to try and manage the game better in them situations. So try and take the heat of the game when you when it goes two 0 instead of you know you're running to get the ball when the ball goes out of play. You're taking quick free kicks. You're taking quick throw-ins, and it's like just take your time. You know, focus on quality instead of quantity, and, and we just got to manage our way through it. But something we can work on in training. We'll, we'll try and sort of give the lads some sort of triggers that they look for in 
you know, for us to be able to say to them, right, this is where we have to slow the game right down and um, try and just get our shape and get our bearings back. And it does take a while to, to drill it into them because they're not used to it. You, when you're losing the game 2-0, you think you've got to run around really quick because you're running out of time to get back. But when it goes 3-0, 4-0 and you're doing that, then it becomes kamikaze football. So we need to get that into them as quickly as we can. So, I mean, he's obviously got his work cut out um, to, uh, to to turn that around. Uh, from what I've seen of Histon, and I've seen a few games, that they are not a bad side. I think they have a, a, a real confidence issue. Um, and we've talked about this over and over again, how much of this, you know, how much of the the, the, the game is, is down to confidence. Um, and they struggle. They're very fragile if uh, the game starts to turn against them, and, and even more so if there's a goal scored against them. So, it, 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 it's going to be a difficult job, but he seems to be he seems to be up for it, which is great. And hopefully, the players will get that new player, that new manager, bounce uh, once it's got time to settle in, because they're at March, <laughs> and March are where in the league? Second in the, Second league. In the league, point so behind St. Nits and um, game in yeah, hand. So it's it's not flying. it's not a great one to be uh, your second game in charge. Although they did beat uh, yeah. March at, uh, last season, so but at uh, the same time, a win would do you know yeah, loads for absolutely, their confidence. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Gr- I think yeah. it's yeah. good timing and bad timing depending on how, how you want to look at it absolutely well that's all we've got time for uh, this week um, so a full studio of people who have now they're now gone unfortunately so it's just Salim's left here but uh, Billy was here uh, and Amika was there as well um, uh, they will be taking more of a part soon once they're trained up but uh, it was good to have them in there thanks everyone else to join us uh, I'm off to the uh, Cambridge Derby now. Cambridge 101